Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, Corner Talks. I have a friend here and talented visual artist, Stefano Bove. How are you, buddy? I'm good, Dan. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great, buddy. I'm just going to say it right off the gate, uh, right out of the gate. Uh, I'm very, I respect your work. Uh, I, I admire it a lot um, because you, what you're doing, visual arts, as I mentioned, is an original form of creative expression. And what I mean by that is... Yeah. <laughs> Human beings, before they found discovered film, before they discovered photography and music, they were doing visual art. And the fact that you um, are so good at this craft is highly commendable. And I just want to say uh, I'm really proud of you and what you're doing. But what made you pursue visual arts as opposed to any other art form? I don't think I realized what uh, how much I enjoyed all of the different art forms until you know. Um, I was out of high school and university. Um, it's when I started exploring other types of um, um, forms of art. Um, and that's really where I uh, gravitated toward painting mostly, but uh, visual arts itself, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the just, you know, sitting there and drawing things and putting things on paper and you know, putting things on. I, I started that at a very young age. Um, you know, I've always been, an introverted person. Um, you know, I always, as a kid, I always was in my room and, you know, uh, just thinking of things that you would do as a child, um, and the imagination that a child had, um, that it's extremely powerful. And I used to really harness that, uh, at a really young age. And I just would sit there and just, I would examine things very differently than a lot of people would. I would look at, you know, this cup that's in front of me, for example, and just think like, why does it look that way? And I would try to mimic it. So uh, at a very young age, I wasn't even really sure what I was doing. I was just looking at things around me and trying to draw them. Um, and it, it was um, therapeutic in a way. Yeah, uh, that was, that I would just sit agree. there for hours. My mom would come check up on me. Are you okay? I haven't heard from you for yeah. a while. Yeah, I'm just right. drawing, you know, uh, and, you know, the same thing, you know, uh, enough and uh, i would like every child you're sitting there and you're you know playing with action figures and you're coming i used to i used to come up with these little scenarios with like my ninja turtles and they would cross over with you know i'd bring in some marvel characters and yeah you don't know what you're doing at that time but you're storytelling yeah right you're you're writing stories i would write these stories where the ninja turtles would meet uh, you know spider-man and and i was trying to like mimic what i would see on you know saturday morning cartoons Exactly. Um, yeah. So I was, I've always been interested in, in, uh, in the craft of creating, um, from a really young age. And, um, I didn't really start gravitate. Like I always gravitated towards the visual arts. Um, but it's really when I went into university that I, I really enjoyed that in comparison to the others. Um, not that I didn't enjoy photography, uh, and, you know, graphic design and, you know, um, all different types of sculpture making. I enjoyed all of them, um, but all of them are very different from each other. And I explored all of them. I didn't want to just say, I enjoy doing this, so I'm not going to try anything else. Uh, I did. I, I, I took as many courses as I could. Um, you know, I majored, I actually took as many graphic design courses as you would, uh, would be necessary to actually have a minor in because um, I enjoyed doing it. But um, 
you know, I like the balance of being able to, you know, not sit at a computer all day, but also work with my hands. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know if that yeah. answers your question. Uh, yeah, no, that's, 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 uh, that's great to hear, man. And, um, I, I can highly relate to just that basic inspiration of, I'm sure you've seen my sketches, uh, I call them nostalgic sketches yeah. of all the characters I've, uh, you know, grew up on and, uh, my childhood really their representation of my childhood and exactly what you said, therapeutic, that was the right word to use. Cause I was going to mention it when I draw, sometimes I actually assign just one day out of the week to draw and I spend the mm -hmm. whole day drawing and it's the mind just clears. I listen to a podcast. I just get lost in the moment. I even get inspired, uh, by, you know, if I'm writing a screenplay or a project that I'm developing with another friend, uh, in filmmaking, it takes you to another place and visual arts uh, so far has not brought me to that place more. I would say compared to film or editing or any other form of creative expression, it's a very unique, um, kind of journey you experience. And, I wanted to mention, I wanted to go back to, you said you, you went to university and I remember it was York University, correct? That's right. That's yeah. right. And a big concern for artists, uh, especially myself with film, and I have a lot of people in the community they discuss is, does it limit your creativity uh, going into an institution? Did you find that experience going into York or did it amplify it? Not at all. If anything, I, I, I do believe that it amplified my work only because it gave me that, um, it gave me that studio requirement that I needed at that time in my life. Um, you know, at the time where you are not sure whether you, you have some, everyone you ask, was everyone okay with you going, saying you're going to art school nine times out of 10, you're going to get a response. Like, no, my parents, you know, didn't really want it. Or, you know, friends are like, why are you going into art school? Whatever you get all kinds of feedback like that. So um, if you ever had any doubt in your mind about, whether you belong there, once you get there and you're in, you know, that studio environment with like-minded individuals, uh, and you're, you're really feeling the art feel the art world for the first time. Um, that's extremely important at that age in your life. So I would say, um, not necessarily just going to university is important for being an artist or college, but being around like-minded individuals that enjoy the same things you do. And, you know, uh, being in that studio environment, um, whether it's a university studio or just like another studio where there's like, you, you're looking around and you're seeing other people creating right. as well. Um, it was extremely important to me. Um, and it, it really, it really helped me in a lot of, a lot of ways, you know, being able to walk around the, the, the classroom and kind of feel everyone's energy, everyone's in the, in the zone, um, and if there were any days where I was having a bad day for whatever reason, things outside of the school, as soon as I got to that studio space, um, everything would go away because, you know, I, you know, you have music playing, you have people working, uh, people chatting about their work and you're just kind of deep diving into your, into your, uh, subject matter and you're forgetting about everything else. So for those few hours, you're just, uh, uh, you're where you want to be at that point. You're in the moment. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Um, I, I speak to that with regards to being on a film set. So I, I can relate again, where everything kind of goes away. And I would even suggest or, or mention that these people probably even challenged you to become a better artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, for the first time you're getting situations where you're, you're being critiqued on your work. Um, why did you do this? Why didn't you do this? Um, why do you paint this way? Um, my professors and, you know, fellow artists and colleagues, 
were not um, critical to the point where it made me feel like I shouldn't be painting this way. Um, art school is more about um, telling you to ask yourself the question, why are you painting that way? As opposed to, you know, approaching it from a negative, it's approaching right. it from a positive. You're mm -hmm. supposed to know why you're painting a certain way or why you want to paint a certain way. And all of my professors were more, um, uh, more like facilitators. Uh, they would come around and, you know, offer advice or offer, you know, but you didn't necessarily have to, um, you know, uh, follow what they wanted to do. They wouldn't, uh, one of the things that I, I, I liked about all my professors, and I still talk to many of them today, uh, is that they would never um, make you question why you're doing something. Um, if it would hinder your, your growth, mm -hmm. um, they, as, long as, they, as long as you know why you wanted to do something or you knew what the end result you wanted to come, happen, that's the, that's the main goal. So um, I, learned some, I learned something from every one of my professors uh, 10 times over. You know, um, I enjoyed working with them. Um, they come to you not like a like a like a you know a high school teacher would. They come to you like a you know a fellow colleague, a fellow artist, and they're they're just more there for guidance, which is important. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I like the idea. Of what you said is it was important for you on your journey, uh, for your progression, your growth as an artist to attend this school, um, because like you said, there's a lot of people that would judge and nine out of 10 people, that's an accurate number, uh, would say, why, why are you going or why are you wasting your time? Uh, but it was necessary for you. And it goes back to what Martin Scorsese said in filmmaking, because uh, he gets it a lot. Should I go to film school to become a filmmaker? And he says, listen, going to film school is not going to make you a filmmaker. Going to film school is going to give you the opportunity to make a film. And what he meant by that is it challenges you to be a better artist. It associates you, yep. it surrounds you with people that are like-minded. And hopefully you can create great contacts that can lead to a great project, but that's up to you. Right. And I think you could argue the same thing is seeing um, just how much you've been posting and uh, the partnerships you've been doing, the commissions, the film, uh, art school is, did not provide any of that. It just gave you the opportunity to build your craft and lead to those things. Which I yeah. wanted to leave. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, le which leads me to my next point though. How did you transform this passion, um, this hobby, if you will, in the beginning, right? Something you were studying, you're pursuing into a career. Um, that's it. It's a difficult question um, to answer because there's so many answers to that. But uh, basically I never said no is, is, a, is, is a, is one of the simplest uh, ways to answer that. Um, you know, uh, I started working full-time as an artist around the time that social media was really, really picking up. Um, so it was a very new form of marketing. Um, before, you know, while I was in high school and university, uh, I, we didn't have social media to what it was today. Instagram was literally just you post a picture and all you the only feature of it was just a comment on it. You couldn't do anything else. There was no story. There was no you know shop online. There was no Facebook market. There was no you know all of TikTok. There wasn't any of this stuff. Um, the only way to promote yourself is what at the time was word of mouth or you know a website that you can give someone or your business card. That's really right. all it was and 
um, no different than, you know, going, walking the old school way of, of trying to sell your art to a gallery was you had to walk up to the gallery with your art and say, do you want it? Do you want to represent mm -hmm. me? That literally was the only way to promote your art, you know, predating the internet. Right. Um, so I started transitioning into a full-time artist, you know, out of university, uh, continued, uh, continued working until uh, my artistic practice started picking up a little bit. And uh, that's when I made the decision, to, you know, uh, I started utilizing social media more. Uh, I had at the time only used my social media for a personal, uh, I never really showcased any of my art. So it, getting comfortable with showcasing myself uh, and my, my, you know, my, my artwork was something that um, took a long time uh, to do, to kind of um, get used to. Um, and then that's when I, you know, I transitioned my social media plot basically just literally just to work-based. I don't, I don't do anything on social media. That's not, uh, that's not work-based mm. um, social media for me. The, the mindset of using social media is strictly just a business and that's it. I'm just on Facebook. I don't go on Facebook to, you know, browse at random stuff and comment on politics. I literally just use it just to post Instagram. Same thing. Um, every, every conversation I ever have on Instagram for the most part, unless, you know, you're a close knit uh, community of mine. Uh, most of the time I'm on Instagram to make business moves, uh, communicate with people, interact with other artists, share their work, you know, communicate with galleries. Uh, now, Instagram and social media tools are basically the only form of communication. Yeah, people don't really even text or call anymore. No. So, I've made so many business connections just by being on social media, and I've I've worked with you know uh, companies that are all across the planet, and you know I've never even seen their faces, only yeah. because we social media has brought us together. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a healthy attitude. I, I like that you said um, you produce more than you consume uh, because a lot of people, especially, um, you know, the millennials and the people in their 20s uh, with this pandemic, a lot of people are going through a lot of mental illness and it's because they consume social media. Uh, they're always comparing with what other people are doing. And that's my true. biggest advice to them, and I, I think you would say the same thing, right, is you got to focus on your own path. You got to focus on your own journey, what makes you happy. And post more than you're scrolling through that Instagram feed because it'll just bring you down. It'll just make you think naturally, why am I doing, why aren't I doing more? Uh, and if you are con connecting with people, connect with people that are like-minded. Like you and I, um, I'm always looking forward to when we you know, throw each other a DM or we congratulate you on a piece of artwork, uh, like the latest one that you posted. That's a healthy uh, way of using social media, as opposed to, like you said, getting into the whole debate of politics and, you know, the right better than the left and vice versa. It's, yeah. it's not a way to go about it. Yeah, the, the social climate, you know, as we see it today is not really going uh, <laughs> the way anyone intended. But yeah, speaking of social aggressive world out there on social media. Yeah, it's, I have you, I guess, because we're on that subject now, have you noticed, um, I guess coming up, like as an artist, were there any setbacks? Anyone was nasty or any challenges you, you've gone through as an artist? Uh, no. Um, no, I've never had any major challenges like that um, where any like major setbacks in terms of, you know, people, you know, throwing negativity my way. Um, I've always had a, I, 
I'm always, I've been fortunate enough to have a, a you know, a, a lot of positivity uh, around my art from a very young age, you know, right. you know, fellow, you know, uh, in elementary school, high school, everyone saw me as the artist, uh, you know, uh, so when, you know, you're saying you're gonna, you want to try to pursue being an artist, I never really got anything in terms of backlash. Everyone's just like, oh, that makes sense. Right. What about your art? What about your artworks though? Have, have anyone, cause I know that's what a lot of, a lot of artists suffer with is that vulnerability. And if they do face that um, pushback of, Oh, this isn't great or take it down. They're not understanding that the other person has never probably achieved anything in their life and they're just uh, attacking you because they're in a very dark place. Did you ever feel that? Did you ever encounter those things? No, I've never, I've never ever felt that. Um, I've actually only felt that once uh, funny enough, it was a university project. Um, mm. it was a piece I did in university where, um, the, I, I was painting very dark in university, um, okay. very dark subject matter, but for myself, you know, whether, whether subconsciously it was, you know, um, um, the, the unknown, um, that was making me paint dark. But I also was very interested in uh, in outer space and always have been. Mm-hmm. So um, s- deep space exploration has always been uh, something that I've explored on, on in painting, uh, whether it's painting planets or you know uh, abstract galaxies. But visually, they're very dark. There's mm-hmm. just a you know some color popping here and there, uh, but mostly black because it's it's outer space. How how do you find outer space and not be black? Right, exactly. So I can see how visually, you know, only some of the subject matter that I was painting came off as positive. Most people, Mm -hmm. when they think about outer space, it makes them feel very existential. Um, You know, they don't really get uh, happy vibes from outer space. And it's because most people fear the unknown. So um, it doesn't really make people happy. But I don't know, it made me it made me feel happy at the time. Yeah. So uh, and, and still does. I, you know, I. And it's more of that, again, that therapy of painting something repetitive. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I also like looking at like uh, typography, is it uh, elevated geography maps and, you know, seeing like land mass and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how yeah. I started mm-hmm. painting like planets, right? Right. Um, but uh, so there's one particular piece in university that I did was, a, uh, uh, it was a paint the future cities, um, paint future cities. So me being in a very, what you would consider a negative mindset painting, uh, you know, very dark subject matter. Uh, at the time I was also watching a, a history channel documentary about uh, uh, how things would erode if people just suddenly disappeared. Um, right. And it would show how like, you know, what, how a building would collapse over the point of like 20, 30, 40, 50 was years. Life after people? Life life after after, people. Yeah, no, I love one. that yeah. show. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So yeah. I was watching Life After People and uh, I painted when I thought of future cities at the time, I thought, well, if we decided, you know, I was thinking like long term, I'm like, this is a city. And I, mm. <laughs> I painted a city that was yeah. in because we had left. We're no longer here. Of course. I said, I don't know what, I don't know where we went. And, and people were getting upset with me in class during the Wow. They, uh, they thought it was uh, terrible of me to think that for whatever reason, you wouldn't be here anymore. I'm like, <laughs> well, we've never been here forever and we, we won't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
we haven't been here since the beginning of Earth's history. So what makes you think that we'll be here at the end? Don't talk to Elon Musk. So, and, I, and I said to her, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. So I, 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 I replied to these people by saying these uh, post students, uh, you know, um, I'm not saying that we're even going to be dead. You know, uh, you know, let's say we're on another planet or we've just, mm -hmm. you know, we've just left Earth. I'm not saying we're, we're, we're dead, but, you know, this particular city is. So that was the first time in my artistic practice that I encountered um, backlash from a piece. And uh, I, you know, obviously at first you're going to, you know, kind of be taken back by it because you're, you're, you're now being pressured to answer in a positive way mm -hmm. um, from people who are not agreeing with you. And uh, my professor Radic, uh, he just kind of sat back and is doing one of these and he's like, I just wanted to see how you would respond. You know, I, I you know, you need that in your mm -hmm. life. And, mm -hmm. you know, Radic is one of those professors that I still talk to today because he was such an aggressive teacher. Mm -hmm. And he wanted you to learn all for your own. He's just like, you're learning. I'll sit back and watch you learn. So uh, I respect him for that. Um, yeah, yeah I think that I've ever done. Yeah, learned. that's great, man. I really, I really believe that there's a huge significance in um, forcing the artist to justify their works. And it relates back totally. to, again, film where with regards to writing, I, I say it in one of the, these vlogs that I do on Corner Talks, I was talking about writing and you have to justify every scene or every action or every motive uh, you give a character. Uh, things that they wear, things that why they smile a certain way, because if you can answer those questions, you're making the story cohesive. And when you make the story cohesive, the audience will not ask so many questions that lead to, I don't want to watch this anymore because nothing's making sense. Yeah. And I enjoy uh, your professor for doing that uh, because it's important and, it, and it's made you a better artist, I'm sure. And, you know, going through those setbacks, I think a lot of artists, um, especially me when I was starting out, you know, I was very defensive of my work. And there are times when I, I'm guilty of it, I, I can still I can be defensive, because I'm a firm believer. And I still am. Don't just say it's crap. Give me a reason. If you just say it's crap, I won't listen to you. If you give me an intelligible answer, then I can work with it, right? Because everyone's going to have yeah. an opinion, right? But the ones that say like a professor, I don't know, maybe he gives you a critique, like, I don't like the use of blue. And you're like, okay. And then he just stops, like, yeah, I just don't like the use of blue. And it's like, okay, but how can I take that piece of advice? But if he elaborates and says, I th feel like the uh, blue takes away from uh, this element of the painting and, you know, gives uh, poor symbolism, then you start to say, okay, I'm not going to change it, but I start to see where you're coming from. And you respect uh, the cr critic even more. And I think that's what a lot of people are going through, uh, is they're not differentiating between people that are hecklers, like this is crap, this is take it down to the people that are genuinely are giving you a genuine critique. Uh, because everyone in art knows that you're allowed to critique works. It's part of uh, why we're in the industry. Absolutely. However, I, I, I really do believe that it should be done like in your, uh, the way you, Professor, what was his name? I, th I was going to say Riddick. Radic. Radic. <laughs> I was thinking about Chronicles of Riddick. Professor his, Radic. Uh, his full name is Radislav Kudinsky. Yeah, it's pretty Great badass name. name. Yeah, it's pretty it badass, badass name. name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing that uh, you had that mentor. And that's another thing I wanted to add too is it's very important to have a mentor as an artist. And you were fortunate mm -hmm. enough to have him like guide you and, and I'm sure he still guides you in your works today. You still send them yeah, works or he, gives you feedback every once in a while. We actually uh, just before the pandemic. So like in 2019, we oh, got okay. together for coffee. Nice.
That's yeah. great. So going back to social media, I've noticed you have an impressive following on Instagram. And I wanted to know, uh, how did you grow such an audience and bring uh, exposure to your brand? So that was mainly, you know, what I mentioned earlier with the, um, you know, the constant interaction. Um, you know, I, it, you have to, like anything, you have to see social media as a tool. And you ask yourself, well, how do you use this tool? So what features are on the, on the app that, you know, on the platform that, you know, the app is wanting you to use. Um, mm -hmm. So you almost have to know the, the ins and outs of the platform. No different, no different than, you know, um, you know, I'm building a website. Well, now if I want people to see my, it's, it's, it's literally just critiquing the platform itself and right. figuring out all the ins and outs. If I want to build a website, but you know, if you don't do the, the is the uh seos and you know and and connect it to the web uh, it's just a dead website there and you have to market it you have to you know promote it you have to make sure people can see it otherwise you know yeah you great great you built the website but can people find it is it mm -hmm. available create the traffic are you marketing it, Does it mm -hmm. what's the traffic like mm -hmm. so those are all questions that you got to ask yourself when you're using any social media platform facebook instagram uh, TikTok, whatever it is that you're using, right. um, how do you, you utilize this platform to the best of your ability? And, you know, um, I've been using Instagram for, you know, years now. So every time they introduce a new type of feature, I kind of utilize it. And, um, you know, I've connected with so many people. Uh, I, I interact with people from all over the world. Uh, you know, sharing is a, is a huge feature. You know, you know, people sharing your work is the is the biggest form of yep. public exposure that you can get. And um, it's, it's basically the word, it's the, the new modern day word of mouth. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I purchased this from this person and it looks fantastic. And I want everyone on my social media to see this is who mm -hmm. he is. And that's, that's, that's massive. So, um, you know, being, being fortunate enough to have sold works, um, you know, all over the place, um, ship internationally, you know, I have that exposure from people uh, all over. And, uh, you know, um, if you don't ask, you will never receive anything. And I <laughs> would true. say, I would say very high, very close to that nine out of 10. Yet again, if I never you know, slid into anyone's DMs first. DMs as a, yeah. I, pr I would never get one back or I would never have gotten that message. But if I said, hey, you want to collaborate on something? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Let's, what, do you, how do you, what do you have in mind? Okay, I want to do this. That, that would never have happened. Major I would say nine out of 10 of all of my, um, you know, connections or, uh, you know, giveaway partnerships or whatever it is that, help promote the, the page and gravitate new clients to the page would never have happened if I didn't take the first, uh, you know, first shot. So yeah, definitely that, no, that's put yourself out there and mm -hmm. don't be afraid to, uh, you know, reach out to people and, um, you know, and I, I do it on my, I do it on my first reviews page as well. And I'm, I, I'll be straight up. I'm extremely aggressive. I'm not mm -hmm. even, I'm not even shy about it. Right. Um, you know, I, I take, I, I, I tag big, big actors and actresses and directors and everyone in my reviews. I don't care. 
But, yeah. you know, and I get so many, so many of them replying back with, thank you for reviewing my movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, setting up interviews with people. And it's only because I'm, you know, I'm not shy about it. Um, you know, the, uh, and it's partly because the, what we just spoke about, the, the constructive criticism, if I'm going to give a movie, you know, an average rating, mm-hmm. uh, am I worried that the person is going to see it? you have to ask yourself, did you give the movie your justification for that review? Um, You know, we're giving it probably a lower than average review. Um, That's the question you have to ask. And if you justified it in writing um, why you gave that review, that that, that movie, that particular review, then, you know, you did your job. If you, um, if you just gave slap a terrible review on there um, and then, you know, uh, that's on you for not doing your your homework or not taking the time. You know, I yeah. sometimes I'll even watch a movie a second time um, if I didn't enjoy it, just because I'm like, why didn't I enjoy it? Yeah, I ask myself, why didn't I enjoy the movie? There's there's got to be a few reasons, and then I'll I'll kind of deep dive before I you know trash a movie. Um, I know I jumped into first reviews there, but it's just more about the uh, the social media, like a you know being being aggressive yeah. about and not being shy about interacting with people. No, that's great. And, and I've seen, and again, I've seen the growth and I'm glad you mentioned first reviews because it exploded in the last year um, with the following and uh, the exposure it's got, it's uh, received and rightfully so. Um, It's a place where I go uh, to to hear reviews on movies and what you guys are are talking about. And I even suggested, you know, having a conversation, Uh, always love talking about people uh, about movies in the industry and, you know, uh, where their mind's at with certain movies. Like, like you said, watching a film a second time, um, it can change. You want to see where, why you didn't like it. Um, for me, sometimes you might even like it even more because you gave it a bad rap in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, like solo, a star Wars story. I know you're a big star Wars fan. I watched it again and I didn't mind it. You know, it, it was really good on the second viewing. Um, and that's something I enjoy, but I, I feel like, let's be honest at the end of the day it's fair everyone's gonna have people just don't like things for because they just don't like it like a buddy mm-hmm. of mine thought Django Unchained was cheesy and I'm like are you kidding me but that's his opinion and he didn't give me a well you know what I mean elaborate Roger Ebert uh yeah. review but I'm not gonna get angry at him for it but I take I like the people that again if I was the filmmaker if I was Tarantino not that he probably would care <laughs> he said it was cheesy but if I was that filmmaker and someone close to me or someone that I do value their opinion where to say it. I would like to know, okay, well, what makes it cheesy, you know, and, and go into depth uh, because it's not for egotistical reasons. It's actually to help me improve because I want to see if I can learn something from that critique. And Absolutely. it's all about, yeah, it's all about becoming better, the best version of who you are uh, as an artist and as an individual. So I is agree. there a certain, um, is there a certain piece of art uh, that you what I mean is, I know you know. So I know I've I've noticed uh, you've done planets, you've done hockey players, you've done movies. Um, one of my favorites is uh, the Goodfellas, the iconic shot uh, yeah, with yeah, all four yeah. of them. Yeah, that was that was really well done. Um, is there is there one that's your favorite to do? Do you enjoy uh, painting hockey players or the planets? Um, so I I have a broad range of interests, um, and you know, going back to um, when you asked me um, about how I started off 
Um, and I said, I just never said no. Um, that's really how I, you know, managed to broaden my horizon and start painting things that I normally probably wouldn't paint because I, you know, uh, was worried that it wouldn't come out well or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, saying yes to a project and being forced to essentially forced to do it because I am um, telling the person I will have it done by a certain date um, right. is putting you on the spot and, and really um, testing your ability to adapt to situations. So um, over the years, I've managed to really adapt to different things. And I, I do enjoy personally painting landscapes. Um, I have a background in, in landscape art. That's where I actually started painting. Um, I, when I was in university, landscapes were some of the very first things that I started doing um, with uh, watercolor. Uh, I started painting watercolor first before I started doing acrylic. Mm. Um, you know, I, I live next to the McMichael Art Gallery. So seeing, you know, growing up, seeing the group of seven work is obviously one of the, is definitely a reason why I started painting landscapes. Of course. For sure. Um, and then uh, going to college, university, going to Sheridan, painting, uh, being forced, being forced, put on the spot, you have to draw a nude person for three hours today. All right, this is the class. And every, every, and I love Sheridan for that because that's where I learned all of my anatomy skills. Um, every Monday I would paint three hour paint, three hours of nude figures in different poses. And then on Fridays, it was three hours of uh, nude sketching. So six hours a week, I was drawing new, new people. Um, and that uh, definitely helped my build my skills uh, on, on how to uh, paint figures and paint anatomy and draw anatomy. So, um, you know, being put in situations where you have no choice but to, to learn how to do something is the best way to learn. Um, I'm being hypocritical because I, I can't swim and I was always told jump in the deep end, but the, the one time I did, I almost drowned. Oh, uh, <laughs> is the wrong approach. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Uh, Definitely. It applies to most aspects. <laughs> some, yes, yeah. some. It should yes. have worked, but it didn't. Um, but, but yeah, uh, you know, putting myself in a situation where I, I said yes, so I have to do this, um, mm -hmm. made me learn. So drawing people for the first time, uh, you know, someone coming up to me and saying, can you, can you draw my family? Yeah, no problem, I'll do that. Um, can you paint this landscape? Yeah, I'll do that. Can you paint this hockey player? Yeah, I'll do that. Um, basically just not, never saying no, taking every project that came my way. And, um, it kind of turned me into this like chameleon, yeah. uh, in a way, um, because I even adaptable. Yeah. I mm -hmm. even have people coming to me and saying like, I found this pit, this like, you know, painting online. Um, you know, I can't seem to find the artist. Uh, it's just a Google image. Um, but it also doesn't like, you know, I would change a few things and, you know, right. I totally take it in a new direction. So um, I have those types of people. I have people that just want me to like, you know, replicate work and change some colors around. Nice. Um, so really, I am very adaptable. I am. And, and I, in a way, I feel like I'm creating work that we artists are supposed to. Artists are supposed to. I don't make work for myself. I make right. work for you. Um, I'm not standing behind, you know, 
20 paintings as you know there were i i, I cleaned the wall up but right, uh, right. but yeah like i'm not creating work to put them in my closet and have a backlog of paintings the whole point of you know if i'm going to turn this into a career then mm. you know i have to sell i have to sell work i can't not sell work so yeah um um, not getting attached to paintings is important because there are a lot of artists that would get attached to them. Um, you know, I love this so much. I can't sell it. No, everything has a price. You, this is, if you want this to be your career, you have no choice, but to sell or put a price on everything or have the intention of selling it before it's even done. Um, right. and, uh, what else? Yeah. So, uh, that's really, that's really it, you know, just constantly wanting to sell work and putting myself out there. Um, it's, yeah. it's extremely important. And, uh, you know, um, I've, I've never always, I've never ever been attached to one to answer the, the question. Uh, I've never right. been attached to just one subject matter. I like changing things up just because it kind of keeps me on my toes, um, keeps things fresh. Um, I'm always working in a different, in a different way. I think that's very important. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you said that as well. Um, a big thing to take away from that is not saying no. Uh, a lot of artists, like you said, might get attached. Like, no, I just, like for me, speaking from experience, I just, when I wanted to become, you know, a filmmaker, I said, oh, I just want to write and direct feature films. <laughs> and with that mindset, um, I, I wasn't going anywhere. I needed to start from the bottom and I branched off into videography and photography. So that applies to really uh, anyone pursuing the arts is the ability to say yes and be open to any projects. And that's why I, I see such an array, um, a variety in your work. Uh, it's not, I see a lot of people, pieces of artworks where they're very dark, they're very Gothic. There's like skulls or just a certain kind of palette, which is fine. That's their niche. But with you, you get a sense of, even though you're doing commissions, I should add, I noticed that it's still an expression of who you are. Like when I see your page, cause I know you, uh, which gives some background. You used to be my manager at my first retail job, <laughs> Toys R Us. True. Yeah. Um, so we had a lot of conversations about that. And I knew you, when I, when I see your artworks, I'm like, yeah, it would make sense why he's doing planets. It would make sense why he's hockey players, uh, movies, right? First reviews, why he started that. It all, it all makes sense. And as much as you think you're doing it for other people, it's also an extension of who you are. And I think that's why people are gravitated to you because you're also of being course. genuine about your, uh, your intentions, right? That this is, um, what I want to create. This is who I am. And a lot of people, and that's, I think for any artist to hear is because people are, it's that dilemma. Like, how do I go viral or how do I get a notice or just get some sort of attention? And I think it really comes down to being yourself, being your authentic self. And people will reach out to you in your case, right. And say, Hey, uh, can you do a portrait of my family? Or can you do this favorite hockey player of mine? Because they see that you also have those passions or if they know you, they, you have those shared interests. One thing that I would suggest, because um, you keep uh, speaking of landscapes, have you ever considered the Star Wars world, like landscapes like Naboo and uh, Mustafar? No, I, I, and... <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly, no. Um, I've never actually. Um... Those would be so. Those would be. I, I mention it because I know you can pull it off, and yeah. I, I was thinking of landscapes and just taking it to another level. Again, that's your decision, but wow that would be spectacular a friend of mine actually did mention a while back uh because we um we're, i'm a big lord of the rings fan as well yes um, he had mentioned that i should paint like middle earth like you know the shire and mm -hmm. uh and i've just never gone around to it right but uh 
definitely something uh, would be cool. yeah definitely put it yeah it's i i feel like it'd be so uh, be a work of art literally <laughs> no uh yeah no pun intended but it would be really uh really nice to see so uh, <laughs> keep us updated on that but before we go i just want to say sure. what what motivates you to do this stuff no like what motivates you to to be in the arts because i know you have your rough days i know you have bad days but what 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 makes you wake up in the morning and say i'm an artist and i'm going to do whatever it takes you know what uh i'll I get, I get motivation and inspiration for a lot of things. Um, you know, at the end of the day, people getting just people being happy and excited and, uh, you know, seeing the work and, you know, me doing a painting and showing the, like my client the painting, uh, and, and, you know, seeing people's excitement, um, that, you know, the, the, the thank you, the, wow, the, this looks incredible that they're seeing people's faces and knowing that that is going to be in their life, you know, on their wall for a long time. Um, or even like, you know, uh, most recently with my, uh, with my custom hats and I, you know, when I, when I get pictures of people like wearing them out, um, like it just makes me happy that, uh, that my art is being utilized for what the original intention of it is. Um, and I am just a big fan of a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, you, you would think that I'm just like all over the place, but I just, I just enjoy, I enjoy life. I enjoy everyone doing their thing. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I have so many things going on, like, you know, first reviews, uh, just, I, I love, I love filmmaking from, from a different perspective. Um, from the perspective that it's, it's, how do they do this? How do they make this? Uh, I enjoy knowing that they took the time th thousands of hours to, to put this thing together. I'm going to, uh, watch it and enjoy it or try to enjoy it or understand what they're putting out. Same with music. You know, I will, you know, this artist put this out, let me give it a listen. Um, you know, and, and, uh, every art form, you know, I mean, I, I play, I play video games. I read comic books. I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can, I consume a lot of content and I, I have interests all across the board. And, you know, that's kind of really, uh, describes my artistic practice in a nutshell, you know, uh, you know, outer space, uh, uh you know, I'm interested in like retro cartoons, you know, from when I grew up, uh, and I paint all of that stuff, you know, uh, comic book characters. So I, I, I do take a lot of inspiration from things that I enjoy, enjoy, like even sports, you know, uh, just everything really. Um, and I know there are tons of all of these little, there's communities for all of these different interests, shared interests that I'm part of so many of them, little niche markets. Uh, and we have so many conversations, right? Um, so mm -hmm. that's, I get my inspiration from a lot of people and, you know, social media brings, um, these communities together, right? Like even just with, in the film community world, um, you know, on first reviews, I just interact with a lot of people. I put out reviews and we, uh, we talk about them and I enjoy hearing what other people have to say about it, you know? And then on my page, you know, I have people coming to my art page and telling me what they think about my work or, or asking me for a commission or whatever the case is, it's just enjoying the conversation of, of being a, uh, a, a, an artist in this world. Yeah. It's, um, 
I, I want to mention, if you truly respect art, you'll realize that there's no such thing as a bad piece of art and that there's something to always take away from it. There's something to always be inspired by. And I like that you said you dive into the whole filmmaking process and you see, okay, this film, let me see like how much work they put into it and what makes it bad or why do I, don't I like, what don't I like about it? And there's a lot of films that people might say, oh, it's trash or don't bother watching it. But I still pick up elements about it that inspire me from my piece of storytelling, right? Like Man of Steel, a lot of people you know, we'll, we'll con- condemn it and say, oh, it's, it's a bad representation of Superman. But I like that, that gritty uh, approach. And I, and I see what Zack Snyder's um, attempting. And I also, we see it now, watch the biggest bandwagon happen with Justice League on HBO Max, because everyone's hyping it up on Instagram. I really hope it does well. And people see what Zack Snyder uh, originally intended for the DC universe. But like back to Man of Steel, you know, seeing that scene where he contemplates uh, killing someone for the sake of uh, saving humanity. And then he screams like, you know, in despair. That, that's a scene that always sticks to me. You know, the movie might be forgettable for me for whatever reason, because maybe I didn't buy into it so much. But that scene, I, I enjoyed that scene a lot because I actually felt the humanity uh, of Superman, of a character that was notoriously not supposed to be uh, human <laughs> and, not to, and supposed yeah. to be the beacon of uh, superiority. <laughs> So it's a great conversation, like always, Stefano. Um, I always appreciate talking to you about your craft. And I'm really, like I said, I'm really proud of all the things you've done. And I'm looking forward to a lot of the stuff you've created. Please check out Stefano on Instagram, Stefano Bove Art, and a lot of the great stuff. I plan to have more conversations like these, whether it's movies, like you said, video games, um, all that stuff uh, for our listeners to hear. And I'm sure they can benefit from a lot of our conversations. Absolutely. I enjoyed the conversation then. All right. We'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll talk very soon. All right. Everybody take care and have a good time. Talk soon. Bye.